1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that makes the TV director at Monaco look halfway competent.
0: Yeah, but as soon as something exciting happens on this podcast, we're going to cut a...
1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the glamorous but incredibly boring F1 podcast.
0: Well, I mean, we're all very good looking, but we can be tiresome to talk to.
2: I mean, you say glamorous, but I'm currently looking at myself on the video and I'm looking very unkempt and I've got a duvet right around my shoulders... <laughs>
1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that's got a one-off sexy livery for this race only.
0: I mean, it's Terry's duvet again, isn't it?
2: I mean, to be fair, maybe Ricardo would have done better with a duvet rat (laughs) car.
1: Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the stripped wheel nut of F1 podcasts.
0: This is when you take the duvet off.
1: Darn it. No. no. <laughs> I'm G Graz, and try as you might, you will never overtake me, not on these roads. Today, from around the actual world, we are going to talk about the Monaco Grand Prix, which managed to make an unexpected grid, unexpected podium, unexpected action and unexpected strategies still seem incredibly boring. We are going to cover all of that, funky liveries, extended contracts and then drift off into memories of old TV shows or former lovers. That is all to come. Joining me is a freelance motoring journalist who feels vaguely normal again. It is Phil Tromans.
0: I had visitors. We had family over. We can finally legally have family over. I had my sister over to meet her niece for the first time since she was, since my niece was two weeks old. It was lovely. No, no rye opinions or slagging off modern cars. It was just, it was lovely to see people and uh, remember the good old days.
1: And alongside him is a man who's been dressing a mattress. It is Terry Saunders.
2: I've moved flats. Yay. But my mattress in the flat I've just moved out of, I'm going to be honest, was horribly stained.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What, before you were on it? No, 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 it's all me, it's all me.
2: Um, It's mainly wine and curry, and probably some bodily excretions, but... Mm. I've been trying to kind of spot clean it for the last couple of weeks and...
1: Have you tried um, shaving foam?
2: No. Well, it's too late now because what I did instead, after weeks of trying to clean it bit by bit with bleach and Vanish Oxy and carpet cleaner, I took the cover off the mattress, which was not easy. (laughs) And I washed it in the bath, which was not easy. And I hung it up to dry for three days, which was not easy. And just before we started recording, I've been trying to get it back on the mattress
0: and I'm not sure it's possible. (laughs) (coughs) It's like, yeah, it's probably a two person job. Is there someone you can get round? I mean, there is, there are
2: people I know in Berlin that I could ask to come round, but actually that's the point. Oh, I got an email from a listener this week who lives in Berlin and says, well, I'd like to go for a drink and watch a race with him. And I haven't replied. So if you're listening, uh, A, sorry for not replying. I'm very busy. B, I would love to. C, could you
0: help me with a mattress? <laughs> <laughs> Chico, what have you been up to?
1: Last weekend, I drove for the first time in six years.
0: Oh, we've talked about your driving before, haven't we? Didn't you, didn't, didn't you lose your car and get on a bus or something? About six years ago? I can't remember. Old, old school listeners will tell us. But you've been you've been doing this again. Is it the same car, a new car? What was the deal?
1: No, it was the Vauxhall Corsa design. Yes. I don't actually have a license yet, though. It was just practicing. Um, so it was on a it was on a quiet, uh, private road. Was it? I would have thought after six years I would remember how to drive, but I can't.
0: <laughs> well, look at uh, look at Fernando Alonso. <laughs> He's only been away for two.
1: Uh, I got up to second gear. <laughs>
0: oh wow! <laughs> Seventy five miles an hour, but second. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The car's fine. <laughs> I did get confused between the clutch and the accelerator to start off with.
0: Easily done. That's always a good start.
1: But other than that, lovely time. Great to be, great to be back behind the wheel. Right, here's listener's corner where exceeding track limits means smashing yourself into a wall. But that wrist hasn't stopped you flooding the FF1S Facebook page with opinion, bile and slander. First up, was Monaco boring or a fascinating example of strategy and skill? Ronelle Bester said, not bad by Monaco standards. Not good, but not bad. Jen Swanston says, why in the fuck did I get up at 5.45am to watch this live? Colin McMahon says, meh-nico. Honestly, didn't miss it from the calendar last year. Good result to keep the championship fresh, but who gives a fuck about this monument to uber rich twats?
0: Isn't that just F1, it, what he's just described? It's not just specifically Monaco. <laughs> I mean, it was a shit couple of hours, but it was kind of a fascinating race. <laughs> I, it would be fascinating to read about. Yeah, there were some fascinating things during the weekend, but I could have done without the race. And it goes back to what I've said for years do qualifying and just be done with it.
1: I think if you if you showed us the results at the end of the race you'd be like, "Ooh, this is going to be good."
0: Mm. You you would think it would be good, wouldn't you? Of all the things that were different and of all the reports of things that went wrong, you'd be like, "Holy moly, that sounds amazing." It was a- and I bet I, I bet on Drive to survive it's going to be brilliant.
2: It was a very I'm good race. Wrong, but- I came back here to the old flat to clean, so I just had it on my headphones. And it was a very good race just to have on in the background not really paying attention
0: to. Well, like sort of, like sort of cricket or cycling yeah. or...
1: But, but then right, do a yeah. podcast on. <laughs> Which I'm hoping yeah, yeah, yeah. that some
2: people listening have got just whilst they do other things. And maybe they're cleaning a flat and maybe this the circle of life is complete.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they can tell you how to put a, put a mattress back in its cover.
2: I tried to put it in the washing machine and it's only then I realised that I have no spatial awareness and you Ooh. cannot fit a double mattress cover into a washing machine.
0: I'd have just bought another mattress cover. You can't they don't sell the covers because it's like a shit... I bet there's one on eBay or something.
2: Yeah, but I can't get the cover on. That's a good point. I'd have to buy a whole new mattress, which is on eBay uh, which on is an IKEA mattress. It's
0: about 300-400 euros. Mm.
2: But if I What's can, the
0: fine? Well, What's the fine if you don't sort it?
2: Well, I've got like a 2 grand deposit, so even if it's fucked, I reckon I can still be up. <laughs> but I've cleaned it, <laughs> but maybe I can get it back on. And I'll get my deposit back. Could you just turn it over? No, because fuckers have thought of that. Like, the bottom of the mattress is a different material, so you can't see on it. Um,
0: fuckers. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. It's IKEA. But uh, this conversation is far more exciting than Monaco was, despite everything. It takes all the excitement out of it, because they, the only exciting thing is the strategy or if something goes wrong. And nobody bloody crashed, at least in the race. The strategy jumps were the only thing that were exciting, and then when Bottas tipped it up, that was exciting. And, if, and even then, only to go, ha! It's a pointless race. I don't care how it was. It would never be allowed today. Yeah, I mean, not allowed today because it's rubbish. Get the problem is, they, they, they weren't going very fast. Point no, of, Well, no, they weren't because you don't need to because nobody can overtake.
2: Monaco is. If people are going so fast, they crash, but they're not going fast enough to crash. They're just going around at like. No, if oh, I cheeker speeds. You should see
1: me in second gear, Terry.
2: There's Charlie Clerk on the radio on the way to the grid going, Oh, I think I pressed the clutch by mistake.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought I thought it was boring. It just reinforced my fact that I, I like I like the history of it. I like the I like seeing the cars whip through the swimming pool, which I think I say every year. Not last year, because then nowadays it, it was brilliant. If there's one good thing to come out of COVID. But uh, it's rubbish. It's always rubbish. I said it would be rubbish. It was rubbish. But Jen Why Swanson got up at
2: me? five forty-five in the morning to watch it, and it was it was on at like three in the afternoon. Idiot. <laughs> I
0: think she I think she might be in, in one of the colonies. <laughs> but that is that is dedication. I mean, I remember getting up, you know, getting up early to watch Japan or Australia or something. But getting up at that early to watch Monaco is proper dedication to the cause. So yeah. fair play, Jen.
2: Fair.
1: OK, so the race was boring, uh, but at least the TV direction was utter garbage too. Monaco uses a different TV c- crew from the rest of the calendar. And you could tell. Henry Haler asked, was Terry in charge of the TV direction, cutting from the only action to show us Lance Stroll bumping over a kerb just for lols? And John Parker says, it seems easy to point out the usual processional racing and woeful TV direction, and so I shall. Jake Rudelson says, I have a theory that the Monaco race director knew the race would be boring and used horrible directing to cut away from the only exciting parts of the race to give the fans something to be riled up about. Adam Bronkhorst asks, why does Serena Williams get more TV time than George Russell did on Netflix? Philip Morby said, you lot are able to produce a semi-decent podcast. Fancy a go at race director next season.
0: First up, I don't think anyone describes this as a semi-decent podcast, do they? Well, yeah, now, I it's, mean, now it's official. It was shite, wasn't it? I was shouting it. Maybe this is what you were going back to, Terry. Like It gave you the rage but that made you feel something. You cut yourself just to feel yourself alive.
2: Aside from money and taxes, why
0: does Monaco have their own TV crew? I really don't know. I have a nagging feeling that there was another one some time ago. I have vague bells ringing that another race used to do it, but I can't remember which one it was. It
2: makes and it sound Nordland like
0: North it's like, still in it. a heist movie or something, doesn't it? Like, George <laughs> it Clooney, and it's like, right. <laughs> it just
1: feels like a very Monaco thing to do, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. It's probably all done by members of the Grimaldi Guinness- dynasty or something like that. But it was shite. It's like the, the one exciting thing going on as, as Vettel came out of the pits and we're like, ooh. And then it's like, oh, look, here's Troll in slow motion doing nothing. And uh,
2: while we're on it, that Aston Martin looks shit on the telly. Oh, controversial. Well, it looks like a kind of dirty Mercedes, which I know it kind of is, but <laughs> the colour scheme, you look at it and go, oh, it's a Mercedes, oh, no, it's not. Oh, no. no,
0: it wasn't. I suspect it's better under on night races, like under the lights and Maybe. stuff. But um, no, it wasn't. I mean, to be honest, and we'll, um, we'll get to there, but every car looks shit compared to the uh, to McLaren, which I thought looked brilliant. Oh. But um, we'll come back to that. But yeah, no, the TV direction was terrible. And they should be ashamed of themselves. And it's yet another reason that we should never go to Monaco again. Apart from for demo events where they just do qualifying time trials and maybe they get, I don't know, 10 points for being fastest or something. I
2: did find myself accidentally watching some of the historic Monaco the other week. That's much more exciting. Because there's people driving old cars, but they're really going for it and actually crashing old, valuable cars. Yeah. F1 cars.
0: Yeah, no, a chap I I sort of know from when I used to live out in the Middle East does that quite regularly. And uh, it looks like it's hilariously good fun. But also a little bit risky because you're on a grid with some people who maybe aren't that good at driving. Yeah, John (laughs) O'Lacy. Ooh. Well, no. Oh, no. Did you see the John O'Lacy crash? Yes. That's why. That that wasn't his fault, I don't think. It was who, I can't remember who it was that was behind him, but basically sent him into the wall at the last corner and wrecked a, a vintage Ferrari. What was it, like a... I don't remember what it was. It was an old Ferrari. Brilliant. It was more exciting than the actual race. It was.
1: So one of the big stories from Monaco is that Mercedes are rubbish now. And in fact, we wonder if they were ever good or if we just misremembered the past few years. Hamilton was slow all weekend and went backwards from seventh on the grid and Bottas did reasonably well until the team couldn't get his wheel off. Where's Paul Stop said, so when Hamilton simply isn't fast enough, it's the team's fault. They gave him the undercut opportunity, but he was simply too slow, and then proceeded to chastise his team over the radio, and then the interviews after the race. Way to build team spirit there, ex DNA. Keith Russell notes, for once the wheels did not come off Bottas's race.
2: That's a good
1: joke. Dougie Harper says, the race was only notable. To me, for being the first time I have had sympathy for Bottas, Lajos Barlog said, "Does Mercedes use second-hand car parts on Botas's car?"
0: Well, what's happened? What's happened to them? Absolute shambles. Were they? was somebody wearing nineteen fifties dress again? The thing is, that's normally what causes it.
2: Mercedes in the hybrid era have never been amazing at Monaco. Lewis Hamilton, for all of his records and everything else, he has—he's only won Monaco like twice, I think. Which
0: three, three times? Okay, yeah. three times. Which
2: is rubbish. If you've won Monaco three times, you're a shit driver. I mean, Coulthard's won it like seven times, or three. It's a good point. Or it's two. a good point, well made. But you know, if, if you look at, if you compare Monaco to Lewis Hamilton's other stats, whereas what other races like
0: twenty-eight times,
2: but he's not that good at Monaco. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's true, but there's not being that good at Monaco and then there's being as woeful as they were, which is pretty woeful. With the possible exception of Bottas, who was actually all right and only didn't finish through somebody else's fault. So what What's happened? going happened? So we
2: know that the nut, apparently, did you know that the, the, the wheel is still stuck on the car?
0: Yes, they're going to have to sort of chisel it off when they get back, get it back to England. Yeah, they couldn't get it off at all.
2: If you watch the replay, I felt really sorry for the mechanic because the first time he does it, does it normally. Second time he tries, you know, he's been trained to kind of, you know, try it again, see if it works. And by the third or fourth time, there's this moment where everyone's looking at him, and you can tell he just puts it back on the thing to go. Oh, I'm trying, <laughs> but it's not working. And like everyone's like, "Come on, come on, Stephen." get the fucking nut off and he's like it's not fucking working and I just we've all had moments in life where everyone's looking at you and you can't
0: do it it it, it was slightly odd to see a formula one operation where suddenly nobody knew what to do because as you were saying it's like right we'll do it it doesn't work we'll do it again okay get the spare gun do it and then (laughs) then they're just standing around go like so what actually
2: do we know what actually happened
0: I don't think we've got a full understanding of it but somehow it stripped the thread off. So literally it was just spinning round and wasn't grabbing onto anything to actually screw or unscrew. Um Sounds I like thought, thought his designed- career. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were designed in such a way that that couldn't happen but you know Guess it, it did. can. But yeah, I mean when once that happened, you know, it's designed to not come off even in a crash. So if they can't unscrew it, it ain't coming off. So they, yeah, they're going to have to get the uh, get the laser cutter out, I guess, when they get back to uh, to Brackley. It'd
2: be funny if Bottas is also stuck in the car.
0: <laughs> they could get him out. They've
2: got to get him. <laughs> they've got to get him in the lorry.
0: <laughs> Still in his helmet. Yeah. They just sort of stuff a Subway sandwich through the gap in his visor so he can have something to I eat. I bet
2: he'd be fine with it. That's his problem. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton <laughs> would be on the phone moaning about it and Bottas is like, what well, if I have to? It's fine.
0: Well, should we go back to Hamilton? Should we go back to Hamilton and Wes's point? Did you hear his interview afterwards? Because normally they just go, they say we for everything. You know, we, we win as one and we lose as one. This time he was like, no, the team did a fucking sh- terrible job. <laughs> and I was like, "That's that's a bit of a break from the norm there, Lewis. Let's be honest, you weren't exactly dynamite this weekend yourself. But I reckon they might be quite annoyed with him at that. it—it's They'll be out on his ear. George Russell will be in the next race you watch.
2: It's interesting in that, you know, I was saying at the start of the year that Max Verstappen hasn't got the, the mental capacity to do a championship fight at Lewis Hamilton's Obviously, great on it, and it feels like the first time it's gone wrong for Lewis, he's just <laughs> there going,
0: Fuck, what do I do? <laughs>
2: I can't remember how to not win.
0: Yeah, this is you guys' fault. I, I was brilliant, I'm amazing. You guys fucked it. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it'll carry on. Oh. Where we go next? Baku, he's got he's quite good brand Baku, isn't he? Mercedes should be good at Baku, shouldn't remember. it? I don't know anything anymore.
1: Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For f one Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For f one Sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, you owe us a beer. And by doing so, you become an absolute ledge, just like Anna Chirova, who says, hashtag bring back Danny Kvyat.
2: I'm just, well, A, would not bring back Danny Kvyat because of my Russian problem. And that person's <laughs> name is...
1: Not dissimilar.
0: Suspiciously Russian.
2: And not dissimilar from the name Is
0: this your is this your ex?
2: It's only the name is only four letters different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So uh um, that's a pretty terrible disguise. I mean you've got some nerve, Anna. I mean thank you for the beer, we'll happily drink it, but Terry's gonna pour his out in disgust.
2: Can we ban a listener from donating beer?
0: <laughs> no. No, it's we can just ban you. you from receiving it. So we'll just we'll just Chica and I and uh, producer Matt can, mm, can share the
2: beer. Enjoy that polonium. <laughs>
1: David Sayer, who says, "I know, I know, Phil's and Terry's view on cash for questions, but what is your view, Chica? Monaco was shit." Okay, well, thank you, David. Um, We do, we do answer questions, but you haven't actually asked asked a question. So, um, good luck next time. Um, The very generous Ray Glennon, who says, "Comment on listeners' corner. The pinnacle of my motorsports career." Don't bet this all in one place unless you know you really, really want to.
2: So how much did he give us?
0: Well, uh, we've just had a word in our ear from producer Matt and it sounds, it sounds like we might be able to buy Haas. So uh, Team FF1S Ray Glennon is uh, coming to you for 2023. Yeah. So that's exciting. Thank you very much, Ray. Our
2: only stipulation is Mazipan has to be in both seats. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, like, we're wearing the cars like roller skates?
1: <laughs> Beate Pancha.
0: Thank you very much, Beata, and I really hope we've got your name right.
1: And our monthly donors, some of whom have scheduled payments this week. They are Jenny and Ralph Brynard, Bryce Yay. Davies, Yay. Andrew Cunningham, Jason Yay. R. Bradley, Paul Yay. Hinton and Chris Lee. Yay. Join Yay. them. Join them now by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint pint <laughs> pint. Here comes the teams
2: doo, 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 doo,
1: doo. Here come the teams
0: doo, 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 doo.
1: And now will say
0: Mercedes <laughs> <laughs> oh, Can we do the whole teams in Beatles? Uh, we probably need to practice that Next week
1: Mercedes Hamilton was stuck in that tricky stage of life Called 7th in the Monaco Grand Prix And couldn't get past Gasly He did get fastest lap though Who cares though? Do you care?
0: Yeah, I know, I care I mean, for all the race was boring He's not leading the championship anymore Uh, He's clearly rattled Didn't have a good weekend Uh, Yeah, Um, I'm absolutely interested The race was shite, but the the result is is interesting So, yeah What will happen in Baku? Baku in the USSR That sort of works Okay, good. Pretty sure we've done that
2: every year There's been a Baku (laughs) Grand Prix We're going to keep
0: doing it now And there's going to be more Beatles for the next 20 minutes So buckle up
1: Well, my question was whose fault was Bottas's nut, but I'm not really sure if there's anything else I want to ask about Bottas. Anything else you want to add about Bottas?
0: He was actually fine. He did well. He he did better than Hamilton, and it wasn't his fault that he lost. I mean, it sounds like the car was just shit at Monaco anyway. They couldn't get heat into their tyres.
2: Yeah, but come on, there was a bit. He at the start had the grippier line side of the track, and he could have. Barreled it up, Max is inside, but he went, oh, let's be second.
1: It's yeah, fair. but I mean, Max does very of good, of good thinks, start, starts there, doesn't he? You know? Well,
0: he didn't need to. Verstappen had quite a crap start, but then just basically went, no, and shut the door. On
2: exactly. Him. I think Bottas should have shown what <coughs> he was made of and crashed into Max Verstappen to help the team. And <laughs> I think they should make it illegal to be pointing sideways on the grid. I'm getting sick of this pointing monarchy. Pointing
0: like there's another t shirt. Um <laughs> They should be facing straight on, like up against the line, right angles. Right angles. Ooh, right that'd right <laughs> <laughs> that
1: be exciting.
0: They all face each other at the start like a demolition <laughs> derby. Yeah, I mean it was quite cheeky, and yeah, if Bottas was a really good wingman, he would have <laughs> taken taken him out, but uh I think previous races have shown that he's not a good wingman. But credit where it's due, he was he was better this weekend.
1: What would Hamilton have done if he was in Bottas's situation?
0: He, I mean, it's Monaco, so he'd, he'd have probably done the same thing and then just sat there and complained about the team.
1: Uh. Red Bull! Verstappen looked proper chuffed with himself. Perez equalled his best result of the season and Red Bull are now leading the Constructors' champs. Do you think it's an obligation to drink Red Bull to celebrate achievements at Red Bull? So at the end of the weekend, were they high on life or high on Red Bull?
0: I think both, but they didn't right. have they didn't have the Red Bull Energy Station there this weekend where they could normally hurl themselves into the pool. So I presume they just went yeah, and then realised they just sort of had an empty small area of Monegasque concrete to walk around and then went home. But... I seem
2: to remember discussing this drinking Red Bull for Red Bull team in the old podcast
0: before you guys were alive. Yeah, we didn't listen to that.
2: And I think contractually they have to drink their water from a Red Bull flask.
0: I do not believe that Formula One drivers drink Red Bull. I think they only drink Red Bull. I think their their feed in the car is Jaeger bombs. Yeah, probably. Or Tequina it's
2: tequila and Red Bull. That's or what all the buttons on the steering wheel do. It's not, <laughs> it's not changing settings. It's, it's mixers goes mix with the Red yeah. Bull.
0: <laughs> um, or it's Monster. I don't know. Lewis Hamilton only drinks Monster. Monster's that's why he's so horrible. angry. Have you tried Monster? I'll say I'll put this on the record. Rich Energy is nicer than Monster. Monster is tastes like a soggy foot. I desirable. don't
2: drink any energy drinks because they're made up shite. <laughs> well, no, I've tried them. They're, they're real. No, but they're they they're they're like a category that's been made up to make money. They don't yeah, exist. I, thought, I mean, I
0: like Red Bull. It's tasty.
2: It's not tasty. Tears. You just think it's tasty. No, I haven't I had, had a Red
0: Bull tea. since the nineties, and look at me—I'm fine. <laughs> My drink of choice used to be—you're sitting there in a fucking duvet. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, uh, of Red Bull. The drink I would—I would drink it more if until well, I did drink it a lot until I realised It probably wasn't very healthy. So uh, now I don't really drink it, but it's tasty. In fact, now I really want one. I do have a can of Rich Energy downstairs. Maybe I'll drink that because it's the same thing.
1: Ferrari. The Clerks Weekend needed a dramatic emotional disaster movie soundtrack to accompany it. Maybe Titanic, I was thinking. So, like, the barrier was the iceberg. Maybe the clutch was the life jacket. Like, it wasn't there. Do you mean the
2: accelerator?
1: Hey. hey! I've learnt it now. I know which one's the break as well. And pole position was New York. Anyway, Science did great and he finished in second. How much of it though was because he was great and how much of it was because there was no one good left in front of him and no one could overtake him
2: a
0: little from column a a little from column b i Uh, found signs
2: very annoying in the podium (laughs) bit where he was just going oh that's a bit shit i could have won i could have got pole it's like you're second in a ferrari at monaco just fucking enjoy it you
1: if your teammate hadn't crashed out then you didn't stand chance really
0: yeah he'd be third (laughs) Well, no, because Bottas was there, wasn't he? So fourth. Yeah. Anyway, um, he did well. In fact, he was looking. I thought I thought he was going to do better than he did, than he actually did. Actually, because through practice, I seem to remember he was actually faster than Leclerc for a lot of the time. And it was only in qualifying that he wasn't. And then you could argue that if Leclerc hadn't been it in qualifying, uh, which we haven't really talked much about, that that science was on a better lap, as was Verstappen, and Leclerc wouldn't have got pole, but. You know he did he did well. He we've said this before. He's the 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 driver who switched teams. That's done best in his new team. He looks pretty comfortable in the car, but the car isn't that great. And I don't think after this weekend they're going to be up there again. But you know it was it's a podium. Excuse me, it's a podium. But um, it could have been a win with Leclerc. But yeah. Well, let's talk about Leclerc, shall we? Yes. What a fucking
2: idiot!
1: Why was he an idiot?
2: Well, he crashed into the wall. Yeah. He had provisional pole. And he spanned it into a wall. What I love was there was the immediate kind of Twitter people joking, probably including us, saying... Yeah, including us. Including us, good. Saying that it was, uh, you know, a conspiracy. He did it on purpose like a... Or a Schumacher-esque. And I like the idea that he tried that. Wait, do, it up. did... Do that? Who? <laughs> did, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did a thing. Did it? Yeah, I can't remember exactly what, but I I know that somebody mentioned it to him on Sky and he wasn't happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... I like the idea that Charlie Clerk tried it and fucked it
0: up. I don't think he did. I think he was just trying to go faster and he titsed it up. Because the the amount that he actually hit that barrier on the right coming through into the chicane, to do that on purpose, I think it would be harder than actually just setting a faster time. Probably. So... um, I think he did crash but um, yeah okay so did Ferrari do the right thing obviously they didn't
2: because well (laughs) didn't work well but if they'd have taken the gearbox change there'd have been a five place penalty which means you would have started sixth and you can't overtake so what's the fucking point yeah but at least least they would have got points then Terry but were they right to go for the win
0: well I think probably yes, they were, but it depends who you believe in terms of what actually went wrong. Because Mattia Bonotto said it wasn't the gearbox; he said it was the drive shaft. And as far as they were concerned, they checked everything that could have been damaged by the by the crash, and it wasn't actually the gearbox that went; it was the drive shaft. Now, whether the drive shaft was damaged in the crash and they just didn't spot it because you can't. You can't put a drive shaft under race load outside of actually driving the car around, which obviously they're not allowed to do because of part Ferme. Uh but it could just be a massive coincidence and it just happened to go anyway. Uh we may never know, or we might know by the time this comes out. I
2: don't know. I think it's the most Ferrari
0: thing ever that they have a big <laughs> crash. They just haven't bothered to check it properly. <laughs> yeah, it looks fine. It is probably more likely, but I'm just playing uh Playing devil's advocate on behalf of Marinello, but um, it it was yeah, it was. You did feel a little bit gutted for Charlie Clark, but then you don't really like him, do you, Terry? So I don't like him at all. No. So were you were you cackling in glee?
2: No, just an indifferent kind of shrug. That guy I don't know. He's had a shit day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, another T-shirt.
2: <laughs> just put these on the list, Phil. One day I'll make them.
1: McLaren. Norris got his second podium of the season after starting in fifth, which is good. And I think he worked the awkward, meant to be socially distanced champagne spraying quite well. What happened to Ricardo though? Because I thought my fave Aussie F1 driver was back.
0: Back of the grid.
1: Hey! Uh,
0: But
2: what's happening with Ricardo? He's not that
0: shit. Well, isn't he? he? Because the evidence suggests that maybe he is. No, he's not. But there's a saying in boxing that styles make fights and I think that this is styles making good Grand Prix car driver combos which isn't as snappy which is probably why you haven't heard it so much hang on what's it Harry Seamster's got to do with this? <laughs> the way that the McLaren is put together and the way that you need to drive it for it to work the best appears to be completely at odds with the way that Ricardo likes to drive in terms of the sort of the fine the fine details of the way he bungs the car in the corner and gets it out again. And it seems like he just cannot get his head around what he needs to do. We heard in the last race that he was literally being coached through every corner by his by his engineer going, right, break at this point, this much, and then in the middle of the braking, break a little bit more, and then towards the end of the braking, break a bit less, and then turn in here and like If you're having to think about that at every single corner and it's not natural, at Monaco, <laughs> where like it's just corner, 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 corner all the way. Yeah, not going to be very quick so i think he is a good driver i just think that this is a very bad car for him unless he really gets his act together and figures out a way to get it you know into second nature into the way he does it where he doesn't have to think about it anymore he isn't going to have all sorts of bother or they're gonna to have to change the car for him next year but all the cars change next year anyway so
2: to give him some credit on the formula one game when i play that <laughs> if i do a race it's like monaco and you know after the end of the first lap you kind of last and you don't bother. I
0: just purposely crashed the car, so I don't have to finish. But good on him for not doing that. (laughs) When you play that game, to a certain extent, you tune into it. The more you do it, like the first time you play it, you spin up the wheels and you throw it into the wall on the first corner. You're like, oh, bollocks. But then the more you do it, the the better you get in it. And eventually you can get some semblance of not having to think about every single aspect of what you're doing. No. Can you imagine having to play that game at full speed, but you're still having to try and remember what every single thing does? Like, you couldn't even remember which one was the clutch or the accelerator, for example.
2: I mean, I know you're mocking Chica there, but I can't ever get the in-game menu to work without crashing. <laughs> you know where they always say, oh, the drivers, they've got all these buttons on the wheel. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Xbox, I always crash when I
0: try and say, can I pit there? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like that. It's it's these fine little details where you have to get the fundamentals in your sort of muscle memory and not have to think about it. And I think uh, Ricardo's still having to think about it, and it's messing him up. But the livery—we should talk about the livery. It was nice. I thought it looked amazing, and I think they should. I think they should keep it. I think it looks way better than the normal one. You know, I'm not being a corporate shill for golf, but although if they want to sponsor the podcast, we'll take their money but I thought it looked absolutely awesome. Mm, I think it's the best looking. I'm drinking a pint of Tasty Unleaded <laughs> right now. Mm. Whenever I slather myself in oil, it's always golf. But
2: golf are a sponsor, aren't they? This isn't like yeah. a Lotus John Player Specials thing, is it?
0: No, no, they are.
1: Alpha Tauri. Now, so it's not much to do with his driving, but Gasly can walk away from that race and say Lewis Hamilton couldn't get past me. Sonoda, I had high hopes for this tiny fast man, but this was another disappointing weekend for him. What is going wrong for him?
2: Sunoda, Hoonada more like.
0: <laughs> look on your face of sort of waiting, waiting for uh, applause in your duvet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame this isn't a visual podcast, but never mind. Duvet uh... more like. <laughs> Gasly is is doing really well. He's he's brushed off the uh, hardships of old and he's driving really nicely. Tsunoda is not not he's not doing very well, is he? I also had hopes for him. I fear he's not even going to reach the, the lofty heights of Kimiwe Kobayashi and he might be out on his ear if he carries this on They
2: might get Jaime Algaswari back in Who
0: has who was been in touch with us this week Yeah, we had a DM from, from Squire as uh, he's calling himself now but Jaime Algaswari, he's starting racing again
2: What did uh, the DM say?
0: I assume that he just DMs everyone that fo- follows him rather than specifically targeting top podcasts but um, hola, amigo. Oh, it's really long As you might know, I'm making a comeback into racing. I'm so excited to be back to my roots and enjoying every single second of my comeback. Let's see where this takes me again. Unfortunately, it doesn't actually say where he's racing or what he's racing, so... But he did plug a new... what appears to be a podcast, so... No, we're not going to read that out, Jaime. I believe he's racing
2: on... Chica's future granny indoors private bit of road.
0: (laughs) Yeah is coming back and he's got a podcast that probably doesn't have nearly as many swears as this one, so why would you listen to it? Jamie hey, Wigoswari, more like. Oh, God, no. Listen to, Okay, listen to his podcast. It's probably better.
2: Oh, it's lasted longer than your fucking Beatles idea. Oh, I forgot about
1: that. Oh,
0: I'll have to so get back to mean?
1: that. <laughs> Aston Martin. A brilliant drive from Vettel for Aston Martin. That was their words, not mine. And he gets overtake of the day. Oot. For when he got aggressive with Gasly, Stroll. I mean, I don't remember anything Stroll did, but he does have memorable eyebrows. Do you think he has to trim them?
0: Yes,
2: I think yes. Someone else doing it. It is love. God, I always think that Lance Stroll has got bad hair.
0: It's unimaginative, isn't it? General grooming for someone without much money. I mean, again, looking at you with your straggly beard and hair and your duvet. I fear I don't have that much money. (laughs) I definitely don't have Lance Stroll levels of money. No, that's true.
1: You know, I think why should you have to have some sort of, you know, crafted hair style? I say this. I had an argument with my hairdresser as she was cutting it this week. And we had an argument about the vaccine. She said that herbal remedies are just as good. Basically, let's just say she had the last laugh because she's cut it about two inches shorter than I asked for.
0: Well, you should go back to her and say that cutting it yourself is just as good as getting a professional hairdresser.
1: Yeah, I should really go back and encourage her to get herbal remedies, shouldn't I?
2: She's using the the extra hair she cut off as a tea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Vettel was good. Aston Martin's strategy was very good because they every time they pitted, they jumped a load of places. So uh, they over, overcut all over the place. Uh, And you've got to say, they're getting better all the time.
1: They're up into fifth now.
0: Overtake of the day for Fettel is a bit strong, because I think he was ahead of him already when he came out of the pits. He just held it.
1: I just want to say, ood.
0: Ood. And Stroll was, yeah, Stroll was all right, but we'll have to see whether this is a one-off of the old Fettel being back again. Well done, well done them.
1: Alpine. Between them, Alpine did three overtakes. That in Monaco is high level daring entertainment rated 18. Who would you choose for the FF1S racing team, TBC, to go alongside Terry? Alonso or Ocon?
0: Ocon. Alonso. I think, I think Alonso's passed it. Yeah, I want
2: A, I want any chance to look good, so Alonso. <coughs> and B, just imagine the rarest as me
0: and Alonso would have. Would you, or would you, because would you, you're you're you have a history of being all all mouth and no trousers.
1: I think the uh, speaking wow. of trousers, though, I think the overalls would be duvets, <laughs> wouldn't they?
0: Yes, fine. I mean, I think you talk. I think you talk a good game, Alonso, and then you get in the briefings, and he'd sort of, you know, he'd come up to him cracking walnuts with his neck, and you'd be like, yeah, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. It'd be the whole Jolly and Palmer thing all over again.
2: I think that's different. I think Jolly and but no, 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 no. Let's get this straight. The reason I couldn't. Go against Jodi and Palmer was because he was legitimately shit. <laughs> and it's really hard to say to someone you're shit. Whereas Alonso is past it, which is different. So I can actually use his previous achievements to make him feel
0: shit. Okay, usually- so if we said to you right now, special guest, Fernando Alonso, everybody welcome in into the to the to the Zoom chat, which isn't Zoom, but never mind. Would you then say to his face you're a bit past it, aren't you?
2: Alright, let's let's do a role play. You're Fernando okay. Alonso.
0: It's me, Fernando <laughs> Oh, Why have I been hearing the accents all these years?
1: <laughs> that was so good
0: I think I really nailed that Italian part of Spain that he's from I heard you've been saying some things about me What are you saying, Terry Saunders?
2: A, the fact he'd know my full name Not a chance B, um, hi Fernando, nice to meet you
0: Hey, it's nice
2: <laughs> Just really love your work.
0: God, kill you, right. You're totally right. I yeah. just couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I've literally just had an order for a Kimoa hat from you, so. <laughs> <laughs> and a Kimoa duvet. <laughs> <laughs> With stains.
1: Alfa Romeo. I have absolutely no idea what Raikkonen and Giovinazzi did for 78 laps.
0: Uh, well. Räikkönen, yeah, no idea. Giovinazzi was actually doing pretty well. I thought uh, it looked like the Alpha was actually reasonable around well, Monaco, and he finished. He finished
1: in points. He finished in tenth. Yeah. I just don't remember anything.
0: Uh, no, I mean I, they never really focused on him because of the direction. I don't know if we mentioned it, it was pretty bad. No, he managed to uh, he managed to qualify. All right, he got into Q three, which was like, oh, fair play. Better than and Yeah, I think he's finally starting to string it together after being anonymous for... How long has he been in F1 now? I generally have no idea. It's about three or four years, isn't it? Is it really? Now he's managed to, to pull himself up with a little bit of help from his friends and he's much better now.
2: Oh, stop it. I, I forgot <laughs> we're doing
0: it. <laughs> No, genu- genuinely, I thought, he did, uh, I thought he did really well in a car that probably didn't deserve to be there. And uh, in fact, Raikkonen was 11th, wasn't he? So he was only just behind him, although I didn't see him in the whole race. But There's something I'm finding
2: quite depressing about Raikkonen and Alonso and Schumacher's son all driving around the back. It's like the Friends reunion or something, isn't it? <laughs> <It's>
0: like... <laughs> but with less plastic surgery. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. It is. It is a long and winding road.
2: No, Phil,
0: No. You started this.
2: Okay, I'm going to stop it by saying, help.
0: <laughs> I need somebody. <laughs> you have all my loving.
1: Williams, fasten your seatbelts, guys. Russell was overtaken at the start by Alonso. Later on, Latifi overtook Sonoda. Did you know that Lawrence Stroll sold his super yacht to Nicholas Latifi's dad? And it was at Monaco
0: really well I, think, I presume most super yacht sales are in monaco are they where there was a great
2: bit of advertising near the tunnel which was like a website called like com. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like Wee-day. i know that monaco is a place where everyone buys yachts but that's going out on the telly and i don't think there's that much <laughs> i don't think there's that many people watching at home going do you know what <laughs>
0: I've got, I've got this yacht that I was thinking about selling myself, but just the hassle of doing it. Can just give me a price for it. I'll probably lose a little bit, but the convenience better than going on Yacht Trader.
2: All you need is yachts. <laughs>
1: hass.
0: Um. Hass. 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 Hask me why.
1: Marzipan didn't come last and that is because Schumacher crashed in qualifying and had power issues in the race. The fact that Marzipan didn't repeatedly bounce off the sides of the circuits though both surprised and disappointed me.
0: Credit where it's due he was the harsh driver that didn't spanner it into the wall presumably because he wasn't going fast enough but and then and then even though in because he did he didn't do that in qualifying and Schumacher couldn't do qualifying, having crashed in P3, uh, practice three, Mazepin started ahead of him and then immediately got overtaken at Monaco by a teammate in a Haas, which I thought was uh, rather hilarious. He did eventually finish ahead of him, but only because Schumacher's car had issues. But in, I guess in the career of Mazepin, it's a highlight. I've got no thoughts. I heard it. I heard an interview with Mazepin this week. I don't think i would actually heard him speak before. He's basically got a, a, an English accent. Which surprised me. I expected him to talk like a Bond villain.
1: All of which brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders.
2: In first place, it's leader of the pack, with Max Verstappen. In second place, return to sender, Lewis Hamilton. Third place, Mambo 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 Lando. Fourth place, you've been struck by, (laughs) you've been hit by, a smooth nut and all, Valtteri Bottas. Uh, Doing the Albon Walker, Sergio Perez, always crashing in the same car, Charles Leclerc. Smile, though your heart is aching, is Carlos Sainz, who could have been a bit happier being second. Um, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? It's Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Jumping Jack Gasly, I've done that before, but I'm bored. It's Pierre Gasly. Ocon, I can't believe it. I've never been this far away from a lot, so is Ocon who is doing very well uh driver of the day so you say goodbye special Vettel. uh if i was a rich man large stroll and in 13th place is help the agent it's fernando alonso 14th anything by neil young it's yuki Sonoda. and in 15th place hair 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 hair, long beautiful hair it's giovannazzi and the constructors so it's the monaco grand prix but the way we're all going on about it it might as well be called the monaco grand prix so what would that if i put the word moan into all the team's names so it's red bull moaning moansade is mcmonan drive Shars, crash <laughs> that's ferrari aston mountain Tori, moan peen and Mona ramono
0: in the future Who will decide how our story is told? What swagger he had? What style? (laughs) No, grim. 1770 was grim, and it's better now. Who will be there to record? In uncomfortable detail, the curious moments in history that should never be forgotten. Well, the fact that he had a painting depicting her with five breasts in his office that he occasionally threw darts at.
1: I mean, that doesn't seem like the sort of thing that you naturally do because you hate somebody.
0: (laughs) Now we
2: have the answer. And their names will be celebrated in every country on every weekday, except some bank holidays.
0: The speedboat was piloted by a Womble. Look at this and Marvel, I murmured to Johnny Walker. You will never see anything like this again.
2: <laughs> they are Ollie, Rebecca, and Arian, otherwise known as the Retrospectors. Wherever you get your podcast.
1: Oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? It's only the fucking Chica quiz. Chica, Chica quiz, Chica quiz, Chica quiz. quiz. Let, let me,
0: me quiz your quiz you Chica quiz. quiz. <laughs>
1: So this week, and probably only this week, it's called I'm Trendy. Oh, that was my
0: nickname at school. I was Ian Trendy.
1: So there's always a time in a driver's life when they stop being well-known just in F1 and ascend to, to true public recognition. Not always for the right reasons. So Terry and Phil, I have typed in some driver names into Google Trends. You have to guess when in history they peaked in terms of being Googled. The one who gets closest gets... The point.
0: Oh, sorry, got to take the bibs out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you were saying.
1: The one who gets closest gets the point to the nearest month. Okay, Nikita Marzipin. Phil. Yes, Phil.
2: December 2020. I'm going to say February 2021.
1: Well, Phil, actually, you got that one right. Exactly, yeah. it was. Yeah. December 2020. During the scandal
0: I know my scumbags
1: Next Lewis Hamilton November
0: Uh Phil Uh November Mind you He's been around for blooming ages So it still doesn't actually help that much November 2014 I'm gonna say It's not Formula 1 base It's gonna be whenever
2: Nicole Schwerzinger Dumped him And I'm gonna say That was 2013 November
1: Terry, you have won that point because it was actually November 2008. Wow, really? Oh, when well, he won
0: the first championship. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that's
1: probably... That was the most anybody's ever
0: Googled him. That's quite surprising. It's all gone downhill from there. Glock.
1: <laughs> Max Verstappen. Terry?
2: Trick question. He has never been Googled. <laughs> I'm going to say whenever he came into Formula One, which would be actually a long time
0: ago, 2016 July. Okay. I'm going to say February 2016.
1: Oh, that is very close. Terry, you have won that one.
0: Aww. It
1: is May 2016. Ooh, okay, yeah. Fernando Alonso.
0: Phil, I'm going to say
2: August 2020. I'm going to say whenever he did the first Indy 500, which would be May. Is it 2017?
1: Terry, you've won, but you don't really deserve to. It was October 2007.
0: thousand and Were lots more people using Google back in the day? That really surprises me.
1: What do you think is a new thing that we've only said to be like... No, I just,
0: I just thought they'd get more famous since and that more people would Google him.
1: Okay, finally!
0: <laughs> November 20...
2: No, December 2016, when he quit.
0: November 2016.
1: What did you say, Terry?
2: December 26. Yeah,
1: you win. Uh, in your face, Phil Tromund. So, uh, well. so that is so well. 4-0 to Terry 4-0. Saunders. 4-1, surely. 4-1 to Terry Saunders.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, like it matters. It was uh, drubbing. I'm going to take that point. It was a thrashing. It was. You were Lewis Hamilton and I was Pierre Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot like him in many ways. I'm wearing AlphaTauri clothes right
1: now. <laughs> And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders.
2: So it's a sad one. Max No Morsley. He ran the FAA with an authority his dad would have been proud of. But what was his legacy? Well, actually, mainly safety and free speech. It was under his tenure at the FIA that the European safety standard for road cars was put in place, and it was he who was instrumental after the death of Cedron Ratzenberger in 1994 to slow the cars down, and some of the safety innovations taken for granted today are from his leadership. But obviously, he's most fondly remembered for his Nazi-themed sex parties, or at least that's what the news of the world would have you believe. Because this is where Max Mosley really showed who he was by taking on Rupert Murdoch and fucking winning. Don't worry, I have some admiration. In 2008, in a previous guise of an F1 podcast, I fucking loved the fact that F1's Max Not Verstappen had been caught with his pants down during some weird Nazi sex party. Now, I don't know about you, but if one of the biggest tabloid papers ran a front page story about you arranging a Nazi-themed orgy, you might, at best, steer clear of the limelight. Especially with your dad being, you know, a kind of famous Nazi. But max mosley stood up in court and he has to be applauded for this showed the absolute balls of stating for the record that yes he did organize said orgy but there were no nazi connotations just a bit of military uniform and definitely no german accents and he fucking won and what's more he was secretly bankrolling anyone who'd been affected by the phone hacking scandal to take on the news of the world and then the news of the world got shut down so what has Max Mosley ever done for us? What, apart from the Concord Agreement, stable rules for F1, the demise of an evil tabloid rag, a handbook for sexy but legal parties, safety in F1 and safety in the wider automotive world, a leader in cost-saving F1 and a co-founder of both the March and Syntec F1 teams and not a bad racer himself. Rest in peace, mate. You bloody earned it. And now you can get up to whatever you want. No, nice, nice, wink, wink.
0: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll brush over the, uh, the documented fascism. But yeah, you're right. If they, if if Max Mosley is proof of anything, it's that people can uh, can be both black and white, but not black. Oh no.
2: Yeah, I was I was researching this and realised he was slightly more fascist himself than I'd actually realised.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was he, Google Google Union movement and uh, some of the pamphlets he was putting out. Yeah, ooh, and you yeah. might go, ooh, but you can't knock the safety of the of the cars. Absolutely, it's absolutely true.
1: And that is it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans.
0: Goodbye, we haven't had time to talk about the new Formula 1 game that's coming out. And it's going to have an icons thing in its deluxe edition where they have seven icon drivers. And very quickly... Oh great,
2: I want to drive as the recycling bin. We
0: We are going to talk about it. I'm going to give you three of the icons, and then you have to see if you can get the remaining four of the icons. Okay. You ready? Number one, Ayrton Senna. Number two, Michael Schumacher. Number three, Alain Prost. Who are the other four icons of F1? Are they people that aren't driving now? Uh, none of them are driving in F one now. No.
2: Nigel Mansell. No. Um,
0: Jackie Ickx. No. <laughs> Renny Arnoux. No. Um, Nelson Piquet. You're never going to get it. Jensen Button. Uh. <clears throat> Icons of F one. Felipe Massa. Uh-huh. <laughs> David Coulthard, <laughs> icons of F1. I saw that tick. That tickled me. Bless them. They just ran out.
1: And to Terry Saunders.
0: Newsletter. Did it again today. We're really good at it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Subscribe, you
2: bastards. If you want to get our daily newsletter that happens Whoa, every hang day. On, hang on, hang on, hang when on. When I say okay. day, I mean one day per race week. Go to ff ones forward slash dot com slash Give us the Huey Lewis in the news. FF1S.com forward slash Huey Lewis in the news.
0: You're not gonna set that up, are you?
2: Phil, have you been on the website lately? I don't think about any of this
0: year's episodes up. I don't I don't
2: go. I don't go on it. <laughs> Pretty sure the website is only visible on Netscape.
1: <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, which is in Baku. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for f one sake and follow us on Twitter at for f one sake. Terry, where can people buy merch?
2: ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop.
1: Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. I've been G Corrers. Goodbye. Bye.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye.